Love Talk Radio. and you're listening to, listening to Live Without Limits. Now that we're in 2021, and 2020 has finally ended, and we're actually moving into a new era with the pandemic with, and the vaccine. So I thought it would be appropriate today to, to kind of start out talking about building a business online simply because even though we've had the pandemic and we've sort of been looking at a new paradigm, things have been shifting that way for actually since the beginning of the 21st century. So it's something that we really need to delve into and, and look at in such a way that to help you understand how to build your business online. And the price is right, 13 strategies for finding the ideal price for your products. That's the biggest thing is that when people or when entrepreneurs are looking at building a business online, they're not really sure how to price their services, how to price their products, And often if you look at what other people in your industry are doing, that's a good benchmark to work with. But let's discuss some strategies that you need to consider in order to be really successful when you start an online business. So setting the right price for your product is a balancing act. A low price isn't always ideal as the product might see a healthy stream of sales without turning any profit. And we all like to eat and pay our bills, right? Similarly, when a product has a high price, a retailer may see fewer sales and price out more budget-conscious customers, losing market positioning. Ultimately, every small business will have to do their homework. Retailers have to consider factors like production and business costs, consumer trends, revenue goals, and competitive pricing. Even then, setting a price for a new product or even existing product line isn't just pure math. In fact, that may be the most straightforward of the process. That's because numbers behave in a long, logical way. Humans, on the other hand, well, we can be way more complex. Yes, you need to do the math, but you also need to take a second step that goes beyond the data and numbers crunching. The order pricing 
requires you to also calculate how much human behavior impacts the way we perceive a price. To do so, you'll need to examine the different pricing strategy examples, the psychological impact on your customers, and how to price your product. Struggling to grow sales? Learn how to go from first day to first sale in the free in the in this training course. And probably I will I will be putting together an e-learning course on how to price your products and strategies. Simply because I think this is a topic that is very important. And you know it's it's. Don't look for something to happen overnight. It, it takes time, it takes perseverance, and it takes actually timing. Because if your timing is not right in any business you're in, it's easy to have to keep pushing forward and at the same time knowing that eventually you will reach your goal. Retail price, choosing the right pricing strategy for your brand. Many retailers benchmark their pricing decisions using keystone pricing, explained below, or which essentially is doubling the cost of a product to set a healthy profit margin. And let's look at what it is that you need to do, and how you can actually pull it off. So, here's an easy formula to help you calculate your retail price. Retail price equals cost of the item divided by 100 markup percentage times 100. On the other hand, if your product is highly commoditized and easily found elsewhere, using keystone pricing can be harder to pull off. So, pro, the pros of keystone pricing. For instance, strategy works as a quick and easy role to thumb that ensures an ample profit margin. And the con, depending on the availability of the demand for a particular product, it might be unreasonable for retailers to mock up a product that high. So let's kind of go over the pros and cons again just to make sure we understand where we're at. For instance, if your product is highly commoditized, it's easily found elsewhere using keystone pricing can be harder to pull off. So the pro is that the keystone pricing strategy works as a quick and easy rule of thumb that ensures an ample profit margin. On the other hand, the con is that depending on the availability and the demand of a particular product, it might be unreasonable for a retailer to mock up a product that's high. Now, here's another strategy that you may want to look at when you're look, looking at doing something is that 
if you're in a sales funnel, you may want to look at offering a product that you can get for free, which would be a digital product, and then go through the sales process with the funnel where you can do a down sale, where you're giving them that product for a rock bottom low price, but then you you can double and triple it by adding two or three items so that what happens is that they understand that if they go for the lower price, they're only going to be getting so much. But if they want to go for the higher price, then they're going to be getting the multiples. So, and, and actually, I'm on a site where I'm offering courses where I can offer them at a subscription. So if they want to just do one product at a time, it's going to be $91 a month. But if they do multiples of three, then they can do $31 a month. The idea being, yes, it's low, but they're going to be paying that every month, and they will be having access to all of my courses. But it's a consistent income that's going to be done over and over again, even if they're going to do the one product a month. But the idea is to help them understand the difference of what they're getting and understanding how to price things in a, in a, a different way. So manufacturer suggested retail price. Now, this is actually physical products as opposed to digital products and how you're selling them. So as its name suggests, which is no pun intended, the manufacturer suggests retail price is the price the manufacturer recommends that retailers use when selling a product. Manufacturers first started using MSRPs to help standardize different prices of products across multiple locations and retailers. Retailers often use MSRP with highly standardized products. For instance, consumer electronics and appliances. Now, here's the pro. As a retailer, you can save yourself some time simply by using the MSRP when pricing your product. Now, here's the con. Retailers that use the MSRP aren't able to compete on price With MSRPs, most retailers in given industry will sell that product for the same price that you need to take into consideration, your product margins and costs. For example, your business may have additional costs that the manufacturer doesn't account for, like international shipping. That's why when you're looking at pricing your products, it's often important that you understand this is what the manufacturer suggests, but it doesn't mean that you have to pay that price, uh, that charge that price. You can actually look at all the things that are considered. So multiple pricing, the pros and cons of bundle pricing. We've 
all see the pricing strategy in grocery stores, but it's common for apparel as well, especially for socks, underwear, and T-shirts. With the multiple pricing strategy, retailers sell more than one product for the single price, a tactic alternatively known as product bundle pricing. For example, a study looking at the effect of bundling products in the early days of Nintendo's game body, handheld console found more units were sold when the devices were bundled with a game rather than sold on their own. The pros, the retailers used the strategy to create a higher perceived value for lower costs, which ultimately can lead to driving larger volume purchases. Another benefit is that you can sell items separately for more profit. For example, if you sell shampoo and conditioner together for $10, you can sell them separately for $7 to $8 each, and that's a win for your business. Now, here's the con. Bundling reduces profits. If the bundle itself doesn't increase sales volume, then you may come up short of profits. Penetration prices, pricing, discount pricing. It's no secret that shoppers love sales coupons, rebates, seasonal pricing, and other related markdowns. That's why discounting is a top pricing method for retailers across the sectors. Used by 97% of survey respondents in the study from software advice. Now, here's also another thing to think about. When it comes to holiday seasons, that's when retailers will put things on sale because they understand that that's when people do most of their buying and they need to spread it out. But if you notice certain seasons, like there are certain tax-free holidays on electronics and things that kids need for school, then all of that plays into how you can look at the pricing of your product. There are several benefits to leaning on discount pricing. The more apparent ones include increasing foot traffic to your store, offloading unsold inventory, attracting a more price-conscious group of customers. Now, here's the pros. The discount pricing strategy is effective for attracting larger amounts of foot traffic to your store and getting rid of the out-of-season and old inventory. The cons, if used too often, it can give you a reputation of being the bargain retailer and can hinder consumers from purchasing your products at a regular price. It also creates a negative psychological impact toward the consumer's perception of quality. For, the, for example, the dollar store and Walmart have low prices, but have perceived lower quality associated with the products, regardless of how valid that opinion is. 
the penetration pricing strategy is also useful for new brands. Essentially, a lower price is temporarily used to introduce a new product in order to gain market share. The takeoff of additional profit for customer awareness is one of many new brands are willing to make in order to get that foot in the door. For more information on how to build a discount pricing strategy, read also how to offer retail discounts without slicing your profits. The science of sales, how to move more merchandise with discounts. Loss leading pricing. Increasing the average transaction value. We've all done this. We walk into a store lured by the promise of a discount on a hot ticket product. But instead of walking away with only the product in hand, we end up purchasing several others as well. This is, uh, if this happens to you, you've gotten a taste of the loss leader pricing strategy. With this strategy, retailers attract customers with a desirable discounted product and then encourage them to buy additional items. A prime example of this strategy is a grocer that discounts the price of peanut butter and promotes complementary products like loaves of bread, jelly, jam, or honey. The grocer might offer a special bundle price to encourage the customers to buy these complementary products together rather than simply selling a single jar of peanut butter. While the original item might be sold at a loss, the retailer can benefit from having an upsell or a cross-sell strategy in place to help nudge more sales. Loss leading usually happens for products that buyers are already looking for, like bananas at a grocery store with demand for the product is high, driving more customers in the door. The tactic can work wonders for retailers, encouraging shoppers to buy multiple items on a single transaction, not only boost overall sales for customer, but can also cover any product loss from cutting the price of the original product. Now here's the con. Similar to the effect of using discount pricing too often, when you overuse loss-leading prices, customers come to expect bargains and will be hesitant to pay the, the retail price. You can also cannibalize revenues. If you're discounting something that doesn't increase cart size or average order size. Psychological pricing. Use charm pricing to sell more with odd numbers. 
studies have shown that when merchants spend money, they're experiencing pain or loss. So it's up to retailers to help minimize this pain, which can increase the likelihood that customers will make a purchase. Traditionally, merchants have accomplished this with prices ending in odd numbers, like five, seven, or nine. For example, a retailer would price a product at $8.99 instead of $9. From a customer perspective, it looks the retailer has slashed every set possible off the price. Their brain reads $8.99 and sees $8, not $9, and makes the item seem like a better price. In William Poundstone's book, Priceless, he puts he put, picks apart eight studies on the use of the charm prices. These ending an odd number and found that they increased sales by 24% on average when compared to the nearby rounded price points. But how do you choose which odd number to use in your pricing strategy? The number nine reigns supreme when it comes to many retail pricing strategies. Researchers at MIT and the University of Chicago ran an experiment on standard women's clothing items like the following prices, $34, $39, $44. Guess what? One sold the most. That's right. Items priced at $39 even outsold the cheaper counterpart priced at $34. Now, here's the pro. Charm pricing allows retailers to trigger impulse purchasing. Ending prices with an odd number gives shoppers the perception that they're getting a deal, and that can be tough to resist. The con. At times, charm pricing can seem gimmicky, and merchants decrease decreasing trust while a single whole dollar price is clean and perceived as transparent. Competitive pricing or beating out the competition. As the, as the name of this pricing strategy suggests, competitive pricing strategy refers to using competitive pricing data as a benchmark and consciously pricing your product below theirs, this tactic is usually driven by the product itself. For example, in industries with highly similar products where price is the only differentiator and you rely on price to win customers. Now, here's the pro. This strategy can be effective if you can negotiate a lower cost per unit from your suppliers while cutting costs and actively promoting your special pricing. The cons. Your strategy can be difficult to sustain when you're at a smaller retailer. Lower prices mean 
lower profit margins. And so you'll have to sell higher volume than competitors. And depending on the products you're selling, customers may not always reach for the lower priced item on the shelf. For other products, where it's apples to apples comparison, isn't easily discernible. There's a reduced need to enter into price wars, leaning on brand appeal and focusing on a targeted customer segment alleviates to rely on the competitive pricing, premium pricing, or above competition pricing. Here, you take the pricing strategy from above and go to the other end of the spectrum. Brands benchmark their competition, but consciously price products above their own to make themselves seem more luxurious, prestigious, or exclusive. For example, a premium price works at Starbucks and favor when people pick up other lower-priced competitors like Duncan. Anchor pricing, creating reference points for shoppers. Anchor pricing is another product pricing strategy that retailers have used to create a favorable comparison. Essentially, a retailer lists both discounted price and the original price to establish the savings on consumer, which the consumer can gain from making a purchase. And here's the neat thing to understand about these different pricing points. For instance, what we've been talking about is really about the physical product that you're selling. But when it comes to pricing digital products or services that you're rendering for someone, then whatever pricing you set, it's, you have to be competitive to your, your competitors in what they're offering and realize that it's a product that you're creating once and spending time on, but you can be selling multiple times on various different platforms, which allows you to keep earning money for something that you've done in the past or created in the past. If you have video courses that you're teaching, that you're putting up on a platform, well, those things can continue to earn you money on an ongoing basis once you understand how all of this fits together. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com, and we can work with you on a one-on-one -on -one basis, and we have group training courses that can help you to learn how to put together your products and price it because you need to look at things like how much you want to earn a year and what it would take to earn that income with a specific product.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.